Hey there, podcast listener. Welcome to Talking Wealth, the show where each and every week, the Wealth Within team are on hand to teach you how to become a more confident, competent, and more importantly, profitable trader and investor. For more information, products, services, and detailed show notes, including a transcript for this podcast, head over to wealthwithin.com.au and click on the news and media tab in the navigation. Hello and welcome to Talking Wealth. I'm Dale Gillen, the Chief Analyst here at Wealth Within. And today I just wanted to discuss one of those topical things that have been in the media quite a bit lately. And I think, from my opinion, very, very, very much overdone. I don't know about you, but when you're watching the media or on the TV or reading newspapers, everything seems to be about the property market. And everybody is talking about property bubbles. And everybody's talking about young people not being able to afford a home. And you know, there was a, a gentleman on the media only a week or two ago, and he was talking about you know young people are buying you know, avocado toasties and coffees instead of saving for their home. And you know, I was, I I really understand why they're doing that. It, it's because it's every day in the media they're getting bombarded with well, you can't afford a house when you're young. You know, young people can't afford a house. You know, it's too hard. The Sydney property market's in a big bubble and it's you know, it's going to cost you a million dollars to get a home in Sydney and Melbourne's not far behind. And the rhetoric goes on and on and on and on. And when you're constantly told that you're not going to be able to do something, you get to this thing, well, well why even bother trying? Um, and so I can understand why millennials are saying, well, throwing their hands up in the air and going and getting a, an avocado toasty and a cup of coffee to to drown their sorrows that they can't get into you know that great Australian dream and, and really to me it's time for millennials to wake up to the Australian dream or they've been sold a perceived dream uh, and they've been sold that they can't achieve the perceived dream and both are totally incorrect both of those statements are quite incorrect is millennials can achieve the dream they can own their own homes but they just need to be real about it and you know because we have been sold for generations why you know we must buy a house and that you know this is one of those great housing myths that just keeps many from being financially secure now buying a home to live in seems to be pretty much every australian's dream but it comes with a downside that no one ever ever really considers now essentially many signing that that sale agreement for those people it means also signing a long loan with a financial institution and from that point on you're essentially agreeing to 25 years of enforced slavery to the banks now what i mean by this is if you lose you actually lose flexibility and control over your life just so you can go and work really really hard and pay the bank so they can get rich on your money now i'm not sure about you but i'm pretty much you know of the opinion the banks are making obscene profits and those profits are coming from everyday mum and dad Australians that they are taking to the cleaners in all their bank fees and interest rates and everything else. And sure, they look like they're great corporate citizens by their saying, well, you know, we're reducing lending. You know, we're only allowing people to lend 80% instead of 90% now. But they know they're doing that for themselves because they know that the property market is overheated at the moment and may come back and they may end up having to foreclose on people's mortgages. So they're pulling back the lending to make it look like they're good corporate citizens. But on the other hand, they're actually rising interest rates for everybody. So they're not losing money. They're actually making more money now than what they were before. So uh, I've never seen a bank do anything for somebody else uh, except so the other person can benefit from that. 
So basically what we're doing is actually making the banks richer. Now time and time again, statistics have suggested that when you consider the cost of the purchase price um, plus the interest, so the purchase price of the house, plus the interest that you'll pay through the term of the loan and the cost of maintaining that home over the 25 years, that the value of the house in 25 years is roughly to the equal to the amount that you spent. So what you spent in the house, purchasing the house and all the fees, uh, interest, everything else. So basically all you've done is enforced savings. You've got this house now and it's debt free, but everything has come out of your back pocket to pay for that. There's been no capital gain or financial appreciation. When you invest, what you're trying to do is buy something um, at a lower price and sell it for a higher price and not actually do anything in the meantime, if that makes sense. So trying to buy a share for $10, it rises to $20. In that meantime, you're not really doing anything um, for that share to rise. And when you sell it for $20, you make $10 profit. But if you're paying money every single day that you own shares so that you actually paid for the other $10, that's not really an investment. And that's exactly what's going on in housing in the marketplace at the moment. And the statistics also say that we change houses every seven years. So as people go through stages of life, they use one house to go and buy another house to buy another house. And the equity in their homes uh, is not getting any more. And so they're not really, really getting ahead. And that's what I'm saying is this is we're being sold the great Australian housing myth. And it really is time for, for Australians to wake up to this dream. Now, I'm not saying not to buy property because property is a good investment. But the statement is, it is a good investment and treat it that way. So even smart young people, or sorry, a smarter way for young people if they wish to buy properties is to actually invest. So live at home with mum and dad a little bit longer. And yes, mum and dad, you might have to do that. And then have the tax man and the tenant help them pay for the property. And it's really smart for Australians to do, all Australians to do this. To, to me is, why wouldn't you have the tax man and tenant helping you pay for a property? Now, yes, the, the young millennials may not be able to buy a property in Melbourne or Sydney, but they can buy one in Perth or Darwin or other markets that are depressed. Remember Buffett's famous statement, buying doom, selling boom? You know, you don't go out to a market to buy property in a boom market because it's already booming. A lot of the gains already happened. So you go to the markets that are not, that are depressed at the moment. Now, Perth is a very great market now i'm not a, by any means a property expert so i'm not espousing that i am but i do know lots of property experts that are friends of mine and they always tell me find the <laughs> find the, the worst performing suburb basically um, in a good city um, and then buy that when nobody else wants it and it's smart same as shares so even smart young people should look to the share market to assist them in getting started. It's far easier to get into the share market. Why would you put money and savings into a bank account and get 1% or 2% when inflation rates two and a half? So you're actually going backwards. Get into the share market, start buying shares, build your wealth in that share market. It's simple and it allows young people to be much more mobile and yet still achieve their goals because they're gonna get growth out of the shares to help them with their savings and they will get to buy that property sooner. They could build up a nice deposit to buy an investment property, get into the investment property, go back into the share market and keep saving up and then build that capital up to buy maybe a second property or a third property. And eventually they'll have enough to be able to, if they want to, sell all of those properties and buy their own home if they choose, uh, if that's exactly what they want. But as I said, we need to start looking at the housing market and what really is true, because remember, most people are still retiring on some form of pension. so. Getting to that great Australian dream of paying our home off, all it does is make us subservient to the banks 
and uh, and really enforces us to slavery and also allows us to end up being at the end of our life at retirement still relying on the government for a pension now i know um, many people can't survive on that so really don't put the young people through so that they're feeling like they're chained to a, a, a boat anchor having that large mortgage you know teach the kids now that there are other ways to get ahead and, and, and build your wealth so that you can have the lifestyle that you like and get that great Australian dream of being self-sufficient to look after yourself to have enough money to fund your lifestyle having a house is not necessarily that getting that dream so hopefully what I've some of what I've said is you know have um, resonated with you here because if you need to look at things in terms of um, let's look at Europe for a sake for, for example um, Germany, Denmark, Switzerland are made up of population that the majority of the population actually rent. If you look at other countries, the, the countries with the highest percentage of house ownership are the ones with the lowest housing prices. So it stands to reason that if housing prices continue to keep rising here in Australia, that um, the housing ownership rate is going to keep going, going down. So we need to switch our thinking. And that's really what I'm sort of saying here. So anyway, I'll leave all that with you. Hopefully you've enjoyed this podcast. I'm Dale Gillen, the Chief Analyst here at Wealth Within, and you've been listening to Talking Wealth. Take care. Thanks for listening to this week's podcast. For more information, products and services, and detailed show notes with a transcript for this podcast, head over to wealthwithin.com.au and click on the News and Media tab in the navigation.